0: Lat B, where MMA and UFC get silly. This is the Lat B Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back. This is Lat B MMA Podcast and I am Emmanuel here with the best host ever, Chaney, letting us know what we're getting into for the week.
1: Thank you, thank you. This week, uh, first and foremost, we will recap UFC Auckland. And after that, we will buzz through the Twitterverse and MMA gossip. And what you're all here for, if you're a video watcher, you can watch the screen and fast forward when you see them start to change into the fights. Those are the fights you want to watch break down. Some people don't want to watch us bullshit. Other people are just here for the bullshit.
0: We love all of them.
1: Party and bullshit. But yep. Yeah, then we'll break down UFC Norfolk. Are we in Virginia? Norfolk?
0: I believe it is Virginia. You know how they do it up over in them blue hills out there in Virginia. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They like to have fun. They like to have fun. (laughs) So it's definitely going to be a fun one when we get there. But we just came out of Auckland, New Zealand, where the Lord of the Rings was shot. That was every claim to fame out there. But they had a profile weekend Sunday morning. 10 a.m. fight started with Priscilla Cachuera coming in and over Shayna Dobson, TKO, round number one, 40 seconds. You were all over Cachuera. You were hyping her up for days. You loved her for a reason. You didn't think she was going to be kicked out of the UFC, especially after that kind of a knockout. She got kicked out? She was on a three fight losing streak. One oh, of them, being I thought, I thought she did out.
1: afterward. I thought there was no. news I didn't know about. I'm like, what? She put on her best performance and then cried for two days afterwards.
0: <laughs> she definitely cried she was a on lot. her period. Well, a lot of pressure. She was under a lot of pressure in there. I thought it was, you know, kind of make it or break it. For Dobson, it's a now a three-fight losing streak. Um, Priscilla here, Cachuera, ends up getting a knockout, so she's going to stick around for at least three more fights. I mean, with a showing for Dobson... For both either one of these fighters, I don't think it could take much into it. I've seen Priscilla Cachuera just outclassed in a lot of other spots, and I wasn't too high on this first fight of the night for a reason. It was a fun one while it lasted. Again,
1: I mean, it was more fun than some other fights on this fight night.
0: Was it more fun <laughs> than Angela Hill over Loma? Look, boom, knee. In yeah. a decision, three rounds.
1: That was a great fight.
0: It was a fun fight. Angela Hill being the most decorated now fighter within a calendar year. under In 11 months, she's had six fights. So she wore it well in there. Didn't look like and she took I too much like damage. I feel
1: like talk shit about that forever. About Angela Hill deserves a record. Angela Hill's been fighting so much. And then it's like, oh, she's shit. She has. she, and just she might get it. a seventh fight. That's unbelievable. But in a year. I think she could. I think Angela Hill, we could see her fight just, short notice replacement. just for principle. Short notice replacement, meant same weight class. It, how hard is it going to be to break seven in a year?
0: Who did she just beat? Neil Magny. And who was the other one? I think Cerrone was the other close one in there. I think
1: they were tied, her and Cerrone. So she isn't a bad place to be.
0: Not at all. That's some good company for some legendary status. Angela Hill, congratulations in there. If she can do it, it's the division at one fifteen. Like she doesn't, have, she hasn't taken, and even in this fight, she didn't take much damage. If anyone, it was Luke Bumni just not being able to uh, get out of that right hand. Was it for Angela Hill? I wish it would have went to the ground more. Loma, though, I feel like she's gonna be just a Muay Thai striker, and that's gonna. She's not an MMA fighter as much as you know. This was a humongous step up for her on short notice. So good for her, Angela Hill. She's definitely going to have...
1: I'm kind of really excited about both women going forward. I think Angela Hill's doing everything she should. She is... I mean, really with the amount of experience she has, she should be... At this point, this is the point we've been waiting to see Angela Hill at for a while where she has this momentum. We've been waiting for this since the first time she was in the UFC. True, true. So I'm glad about Angela Hill, but look, boom Yee, to put on the kind of performance she did against somebody as has experience that's been fighting and using this weight class. Uh, I think she even said it in the interview. For her, she's just been using these fights as fight camps. Like, she's just keeping it going. So, okay, I think it's working for her, but look, boom Yee, I think dangerous, man. Those kicks, fast... Those tee straight up the middle kicks.
0: Agreed. Uh, Agreed. I think she's going to be able to stick around in there. Definitely.
1: And Angela Hill, she didn't get the takedown every time. So uh, I think that could, I think Angela Hill has good wrestling and takedown for the 115. There's a lot of just solid strikers at the 115 too.
0: Right, 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 right. That's why I feel like she could definitely be, she could stick around for a while in Loma in there. Angela Hill obviously is going to have title aspirations soon. Luke Bumi is in a step up, but it's definitely this amount of activity. There's no way that Angela Hill, unless she comes in short notice, doesn't have, like, a ranked fighter next. Yeah, yeah. So, then we move on to Kaikara France, the first of the city kickboxing trifecta, coming in over Tyson Nam via decision all three rounds, went to Kaikara France. I mean, Tyson Nam stalked and stayed in front of France the whole time, but he just didn't throw punches. He just kind of wound up the punch when he would throw. It was usually off. And then he just stopped throwing altogether. Carr France just kind of picked him apart. Death by a thousand cuts, but it was a solid decision.
1: Yeah. I'm still not too I mean, confident. All city. I mean, do you want to be the city kickboxing guy that loses first?
0: Of course not.
1: I know. It's like uh, there's such a momentum they're on right now. I
0: feel like it's always France who starts the show though lately. Against Moreno, against all of them, whenever there's a couple of them and France is on the card.
1: Hooker, that Barboza loss was gnarly. That
0: was fucking gnarly, but yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: I think they've lost before, but I just, uh, right now they're on such a hot heat. I just, right. who wants to
0: be the one to break the. Sure, cycle? sure, sure, sure.
1: They got two belts in their camp right now.
0: Other title contenders on yeah. the way. Yeah. Absolutely. So. What do you take from this? From France and Nam? Yeah. Nam probably's on out of here, right?
1: I don't really. I think care he's on out two to three fight New Kaikara France. I guess I'm ready for a bigger name. Let's see it, kid. What about 125? Uh, so small. I was about to say uh, favor.
0: I got it, Tim Elliott. It's a step down for Tim Elliott, but he needs to prove himself. Have they already fought? No.
1: That's a good... It's. It, it, I don't think it is a step down, because I think Tim Elliott might be on a three-fight losing streak. Exactly. If not more. I think that's a perfect fight.
0: So... And that's a real big step up for France. Really interesting fight, but so...
1: Kaikara France will be the favorite in that.
0: I've been... I've lost too much money betting on fucking Tim Elliott, though. You'll I'm just going to say, I always put money on that greasy bastard, and he's been... God no dang dirt. it. <laughs> so... Moving on to a welterweight, 170 pounds. We had Keenan Song come in over Callan Potter. Apparently, Keenan Song's name is Song Keenan is the way it's pronounced, but they got it wrong on the passport. So, whatever way you want to call it, it was a beautiful knockout in there. Callan Potter, showing that maybe he is done a little bit. Petillo didn't make weight, scratched off the card. Was Potter
1: City Kickboxing?
0: He was not. He was Dan Kelly. Like, yeah, no, he was Dan Kelly disciple there, which they had a couple of them. They had about yeah. four of them on the card. Some
1: of them did all right, right? Not, a, not you know? Colin Potter. No, not
0: Colin <laughs> Potter. He
1: got knocked out two minutes Keenan into it. Song, Song Keenan looked amazing, but like you're saying,
0: Right. And he
1: was going against Potter Callon.
0: <laughs> and also with Patillo because he didn't make weight for this fight, so they scratched this entire fight prior to on no. weigh-ins. yeah. Callum Potter beat Patillo. Just another check mark for that young fighter of like, oh, okay, okay, okay. When a song type of fighter gets in there with Potter, that's what's gonna happen. So um, interesting. I like what I saw in there, but I don't know how much to take away from it. Then we move on to 170 pounds, staying in the division with Jake Matthews coming over, coming in over Weber Meek, Emil Member Weber Meek in there. Nordic sensation trying to get a striking battle, walking into punches but out getting out wrestled again, multiple times over for Meek garbage takedown defense, willing to strike off of his back but gives up the fight. Yeah, when he's able to get up, he strikes like a wild man. He shots, but um, when I saw those videos of him hanging out with Joshua Fabian, Diego Sanchez's coach, who he had talked about having Fabian walk into a cage and throw and <laughs> lunge a knife at him and he had to dodge it taught him things that he didn't know about. Movement. All right, buddy, I'm betting against you hard. I don't give a fuck who it is.
1: <laughs> I didn't think he looked bad in there for... It's been so long since we've seen him fight. True. I didn't think he looked bad because we thought Jake Matthews was on a roll roll and I just felt like Emil Meek was just like a wedge in that momentum building where he was going to start being really noticed in the division. Um, but maybe Emil Meek is just that kind of guy. He seems to do that. To He's one of those guys that makes a fighter just not look great, but he's not going to win. He fights just under them. <laughs> right. Is it time for him? I
0: think it's a 3-5 losing streak for him. Maybe he got maybe, a Maybe, but
1: man. I think it's been like a year and a half since he actually... Fought. Hasn't it been a long time since his last
0: fight? I thought it was eight months, maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. You, you could I don't easily know. be right know. Um,
1: there. I guess it was exactly what we expected
0: would happen. Jake Matthews' decision. Then we moved on to 155 pounds where Jalen Turner defeated, debuting short-notice replacement Joshua Kulabau. TKO round number two. I had a decision. I kind of thought Kulabau, even though uh, it would have been regional scene stuff, he still showed good heart in there, looked a little bit undersized, a little chunky in there, being a former 45-er, and Jalen Turner just showed the level of fight experience, even though they were comparable with the amount of pro experience. Jalen Turner has been fighting in the UFC multiple fights over, win or loss, and it just definitely showed in there. Did what he should have, being yeah. a f- big favorite. Cool about I don't know how he does at 155 in the UFC, and I know he missed weight beforehand. Before the UFC had his last fight, I don't know if he's in that in-between weird stage because he's not the biggest guy in the world. He can crack, though, but big deficiencies on the ground. Turner showed that. The tarantula coming through.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. It was exactly what should have happened.
0: Then we moved on to 145 pounds with Zubaira to McGoff. Comes in over Kevin Aguilar. TKO round number one. I ended up switching to Aguilar after weigh-ins. I liked Aguilar. Thought he was going to be able to keep it up. That didn't matter at all whatsoever. He just ate a flat punch to the face. Was it a, like a left hook and a right? But Zubaira looking all sorts of good in there. He had a big break of time. Maybe over a year and a, and a half. But Didn't show any of the ring rust. Aguilar actually looking a little punchy in there. I don't know if it was a travel. Something
1: looked really off. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I was thinking, oh, he looked, I guess, maybe okay after weigh-ins. But I was wondering if he was ill coming into the octagon. And, uh... I mean, it happened so fast, but he just didn't look like himself at all even before the match started. It
0: was weird. So there was some intangibles for Aguilar. It was the first time he'd ever fought out of the United States or traveled, so who knows what happened with the flight because that's not an easy flight. Are
1: you saying the Russians
0: tainted his drinks? I'm just saying he should have been drinking his own water bottles for sure. But uh, not only is it that he also quit his job, which I would think would have been a beneficial thing. But he changed his lifestyle fairly dramatically, a lot of pressure on it. So I think it's three-fight losing streak for Aguilar. But he's in such fun fights, I think they'd give him at least four shots in there.
1: I'm really, I do like what uh, Zabara, he just looks so good, Tugov, And he's such a cutie cutie. <laughs> and, I don't agree. Um if he's training with Khabib with ground stuff and can keep it on his feet if he wants to because he always has these mad wrestlers wanting to take him down and he ends up with this killer take I would if I were a fighter I think I'd prefer killer takedown defense and amazing striking over uh, good takedowns and submissions
0: Oh I don't know I would be- get the best Head movement. I get the Floyd Mayweather, the least touched, cause seeing that white light isn't a fun experience. You you might think you see aliens. You'd be like, there was aliens. I saw it behind the punch. There was aliens. I've been knocked out before. i <laughs> but yeah, and you know that you're like, whoa, what? I'm I, I never been knocked out, but I've been hit. Well, you
1: do. I don't I I really felt like was I knocked out? That's how I felt. Oh,
0: yeah. No, I was on my feet and was like, but all right, I got stunned.
1: A, mine wasn't a fight. Man.
0: I got stunned. I got stunned. All right. All right. What do I do now? What do I do now? But I don't think I was out. Then again, that ambulance ride was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> mine
1: was definitely, no surprise here, softball. <laughs>
0: softball. softball. <laughs> what are you getting so, at? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not all lesbians play softball. <laughs> What is that I, saying? No, this is what I say. Uh, not everyone who plays softball is a lesbian, but all lesbians play softball.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. That is exactly how it goes. Then we move on. Well, that was, the, that was not the main card. This messed up our Fight Pick Championships because I would have got another zero on Kevin Aguilar, so it actually worked out for me. <laughs> I was glad it
1: wasn't
0: on there. <laughs> it said it was going to be six. They moved it, and it wasn't on the main card. Then we moved to the main card for the FPC Fight Pick Championships. That belt is on the line for a reason, and this is why we're trying to get there. Look at that thing. It's actually kind of nice, except I hate the bathrobe. I feel like there is dirty fart all over that bathrobe, (laughs) and it's stinking up my leather belt, and I'm going to be here breathing it right here.
1: I don't think that's a bathrobe. Uh, It better not be. Maybe it's a Berkshire blanket.
0: (laughs) We can only hope.
1: They're up there. They're up in that northern part where they make that good Berkshire blanket out of Boston. That's a free plug, unless Berkshire won't (laughs) soak us up (laughs) with some blankets. (laughs) Um. Yeah, but the Feig Championship belt is very nice, very nice. It's a company called Undisputed that makes the belts.
0: Wow, it, I'm just the the daydreams I have of the, taking photos with that belt is. I'm unreal.
1: glad you have those because it will be here.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, oh, I know.
1: It will, it be will here. definitely be
0: here one way or another. Twenty
1: five points. One way or another. Network. Motherfucker. <laughs> it's one hot 25. One hot, hot, hot 25, tw- tw- 25. So that was glad that Kevin Aguilar was not on there. That
0: would have cost me. But we did have Brad Riddell defeating Magomed Mustayev in a three round decision. I got a big fat zero on this one. I had Magomed in here, the cuter of the Russians in my book. But hey. Bull. I look like a goddamn wolf man. <laughs> That's a man's man. That's a man's man. He'll hold (laughs) you. So he got that Lego hair. (laughs) He definitely does have. He's got that spy hair. It's really blonde underneath. (laughs) So
1: I know that's what we're gonna tweet. So feel free to uh, at us and tell us who you think is the cuter. (laughs) No one's ballsy enough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Brad Riddell getting it done, showing his striking, just being quicker to the punch, showing all of his credentials, city kickboxing, getting two in a row here. I actually didn't think he was going to be able to step up to the plate and really did, so someone to watch out for. This was not a stepping stone type of a fight. This was a really hard fight, and Riddell shone. He had shining colors, just
1: he glowed.
0: Glowed brightly. He Thank you very much. He
1: bright like a diamond.
0: Exactly. So Brad Rydell getting it done, coaching the very next morning at 5am. His boxer, his striking class. I
1: was super impressed with everything that he showed inside there, and it really surprised me. Um, I wish it surprised everybody in the Fight Pick Championship, but that was not the case. Some people actually had Ridell decision. Maybe, uh, maybe Ricky? I don't want to give credit where it's not due. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely one to watch. Mustave is not an easy fight, and I thought he handled him everywhere.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I still think Mustayev has many fights to win in the UFC, as does Riddell. So his stock does go down, but I'd still be surprised to see a underdog score to Mustayev's name or a underdog pick type of a thing. He's he just seems like a constant favorite. It's regardless. just so hard
1: to get a Russian as an underdog. Anytime you can,
0: Great anytime point. you
1: can. It's like a stock. <laughs> True. <laughs> the Russian underdog should be always our it's question. That hubby boost. <laughs> yeah, so. it is. But it. I mean, a lot of other dudes. Didn't. Doggies,
0: especially those doggy fighters. I mean,
1: could would we say Shevchenko? Would we give? Her no,
0: that? because she doesn't wrestle as much. She's a striker. She's a Russian killer. She's a Russian spy in her in no, her own. Same
1: kind of boost. Yeah, yeah, she could be real, a real uh, Russian spy. Spray. She
0: is denied, all of, allegedly, and she has denied that she is not a spy. She'll just kill a spy if she needs to. She did not help Trump get elected. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Dyed her hair
0: because for a movie or she needed to change her identity. I don't know. Yeah, Look into right? it. Look into it. Just I like it.
1: Haley Berry. Thank
0: what you up? very much. Thank you very much. One that I don't thank you very uh, much for. We had the plus money puesta not come through in the combat. Wombat. You had
1: him as the puesta.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. Walked into punches. Uh, even he, though
1: I had him too, I would have not like. I don't know if I would have liked the puesta. I probably even retweeted flight? it, <laughs> but I just didn't even pay enough. It. I was just like, of course, Puesta the retweet. Well,
0: what, Sassoli looked like he woke up to get something out of the refrigerator and was like, oh, what is this? Huh? boom. There's a f- knuckle sandwich right in your damn face. Asoli was walking in with his hands out via Don Kelly style, which he was known to be more of a striker and a grinder. Didn't go for any takedowns. Literally just walked into punches. I felt ew. Literally walked into punches. He didn't. It looked like ew. I, like, that's not the type I of fighter you get behind.
1: I'm never picking uh, Delima.
0: I agree. And that's where I'm like, well, so I'm picking Asoli. <laughs> so, exactly
1: I had to solely too that's why I hated it Ugh,
0: so so i if we were uh, men
1: on film from TV's Your Living Color look it up uh, we'd be like hated it
0: absolutely <laughs> I was watching some of those again recently none of them would fly Sharonda or whatever, the Jim Carrey, like, ooh, the cyborg character.
1: <laughs> Vera? Yeah.
0: Elvira <laughs> or whatever that bitch is. Hi, Hi boys.
1: I'm Vera. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it so would not fly in this day and age. It, it was Hilarious. Fly Girl. Not at all. And what I know about production, the Fly Girls, that's five minutes of killing time where I'm like, there's way too much dance and not enough, sk- enough skit now that I'm adult. Now that I'm You're like... You're
1: like, get to it, J-Lo. Yeah.
0: Come on, J-Girl. The moves ain't that hot. Get back to the fire marshal bill where the quality is.
1: Um, What is DJ Kid No, that's from Def Comedy Jam. His brother was the DJ. All of the
0: Wayne's brothers were the DJ. Yeah,
1: the cute one, though.
0: All of them were. They were all the... And the sisters... Half of the damn cast, which I'm sure I everybody. I only knows.
1: one sister was a Wayne, was or I think only one sister was on the show.
0: Okay. Yeah. I just see Waynes like on twenty five or more percent. Even oh, it was unreal. <laughs> so see, that's definitely look at Then the fight. We then didn't the have fight. To go back of that. Then we went into a fight we weren't ready for. Yo, damn coming in over Carolina Kovalevich. Thought it was gonna be a decision. I'm. Not glad. I wish the towel would have been thrown in after that first round. Carolina coming out after the fight and saying she is not okay. She's gonna probably have to have surgery because she fractured all of the bones around that orbital socket there. And she was literally seeing double in there. And that's because there was no structure to it. She was holding her hand over her eye because it was stopping her from seeing double. It wasn't blocking. It was literally just helping her see... I just don't see how the how her corner isn't fired after that and isn't like, dude, you know she's too tough for her own good. Let her fight another day or just pull it all. But, I mean, I hate to see the knockout. We know that's she's that's a different that's... fighter. Is it?
1: She's staying in there. I feel like, yeah, we see fighters. like Look, no! look at, look at uh, Felder's uh, later in the night looked worse than KK's nah. did in that fight.
0: True. But like Felder never... Seemed hurt.
1: Now that you're really sexist. Uh, just in case y'all want to like, send an email. I don't really think that. <laughs> KK
0: just looked like a wounded animal in there in a bad way. We
1: just don't think... You know what the suck part is for KK is... I, I remember a day when we saw KK strike with JJ and she did okay.
0: She beat Nama Eunice in a striking fight.
1: I just think KK somewhere, her camp stunted her and she... She has enough heart, obviously, to stay in. Her whole or- right. or- orbital was out, and even against her own good, we've just watched her be treated like a cat toy in there for the last few fights, and it's get- it's just painful. So either KK change camp for me and take about a year off and change camp and change game. like She has to not lose everything she did. She's a great striker, and she's a volume striker. So perfect, check. We got that out of the way. Let's work on that ground game a little bit. Let's mix it up. Let's throw in some elbows, like some knees, some good tie clench maybe mix into this I just feel like KK lacks this whole other part that the more like women's MMA when it was first you know when Esparza was the champion that was quite a different ladies MMA than we're seeing right now at 115 like everything's just evolving 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 so I just think KK I don't want to say she should get out of there. But if her skill... Her, I just feel like she's stunted where she's at. So unless mm-hmm. something drastic happens, I just don't think she can hang in the 115. We're going to keep seeing this happen. I don't know in the 115 who I would have KK against right now. Who's that girl's booty, Abu? Maybe Abu? Maybe?
0: That's a great point, And I would probably have Abu at this point See? of KK. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Just she can't take it. I'm ready for that fans only, page. Her OnlyFans page. I've never been a subscriber, but for KK, it's going to be PG-13 and above. You need to or have a calendar, girl, but oh, when you're a fighter and that's all you do, like, could she go to accounting? What does KK go from here? How old is KK? Like 36, 37.
1: Yeah. I thought KK was like 29. No,
0: no, no, no. She's been in it for a long time.
1: Yeah, KK, what are you doing? She could just... She could be an easy... Um, commentator for the UFC for even if it was international
0: Uh, Invicta
1: shit I really dig everybody everybody loves KK everybody loves KK she
0: can go to Invicta and have much lesser competition but regardless a heavy handed fighter is going to be her worst enemy
1: I just don't know who right now I'm trying to I'm really 115 ladies 115 what fight you have KK winning come on there used no to be a time PBZ's where you used to be to oh, name, name, yeah. name, name. Even PVZ right now, easily a yeah. PVZ versus KK.
0: I agree. I agree. I, I would have she's a fade. round one. She's a fade if she comes back. Again, she might not. She's taken more damage than she ever has. Usually she has like, a, I'm okay. This time she's like, I'm not this okay. That's the
1: other thing I have to say about this. Jan has this is she's increased her skills, leaps and bounds since we've talked all that about KK. Yan is dangerous in the 115. She's coming together nicely and if she grew this much from her last fight and not much from her last fight, she's she's progressing in a perfect way.
0: How do you feel about the UFC talking about the coronavirus and how they support them before every Chinese fighter? <laughs> They're saying by the way, we support the child and before every Chinese fighter they were like, by the way,
1: But then it was so funny that (laughs) they said that, but then every time the Chinese fighters came to the ring, um, you saw all the guys in hazmat suits spraying that stuff on them as they were walking through the ring. Like, what? This is bullshit. This
0: That was effects. That was effects. That was smoke. That was (laughs) smoke.
1: They were like Conor
0: McGregor walking, but they
1: were really like, let me get under your armpits. Let me get under your armpits. (laughs) I don't know, dude. (laughs) With the coronavirus, I was thinking it a few times, too. Like, not... Obviously, it's everywhere. It's getting everywhere slowly. It's cold season anyway, and I'm a hypochondriac, so I'd be like, I'd be telling KK, if I was about to wrestle, I'd be like, KK, let me catch Corona. Let me be flying home and catch Corona. You think you're going to get it now? I'm going to beat you like you gave me fucking Corona. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <rice. laughs>
0: uh-huh. Woo! That is a hell of a way to go about somebody in there. So, with Yan, give her anybody. at 115. on 15. KK, please get on. Out of here for your own good. For your own good. Yeah. It's time to go. Then we move on to the co-main event at 205 pounds where Jimmy the Brute, Krut, comes in over. Mikhail Lord of um, the Unchuck. Um the Unchuck. Having those heavy hands but not able to use them at all whatsoever. I had a round number two submission. I thought that Krut was going to have a much better... Um, Uh, showing as far as, or I thought Omlionchuk would have better takedown defense, but, I mean, Kroot was, didn't give a shit. He was another Dan Kelly fighter with Sasoli there. Kroot just came after that takedown, didn't even try to strike. He only wanted to strike on the ground and eventually just got that submission pretty quick, fast, and in a hurry. Omlionchuk just has proven on the ground that he has had deficiencies. Not that event, Vaughn Von Flu choke, uh means that you're not good on the ground because Okami was Von Flute, and that's as high a level on the ground as you can get uh, to a certain extent as grappling. So I like Jimmy Crute if he specifically stays on this type of a game plan where it's like, all right, I'm not going to strike. I'm going to get you to the ground. Let's do this. The one thing I didn't like about Kru was how fucking taped up that leg was. That knee looked like it was hanging on by a fucking hairpin. When you looked underneath the sleeve, you could see just tape on all sorts of corners that's like, damn, you're too young to have these bad knees. But again, what do I know? But
1: I also think uh, not super local because we were in New Zealand, but Australian kid, he was just waiting to get on this card. He could have sustained an injury that he plans on getting fixed, but fought with an injury um i love krute i've always been on the crew bandwagon uh i can't wait i was giving oliancha cuz a little more credit um to his takedown defense and i thought it would be standing for a little longer i thought i'd go to decision and krute would do what he did but kind of just hold him down there um gosh i'm so i'm so excited by everything i see from jimmy krute um he's dangerous in the 205 dangerous strong kid Whole country behind them. They're just racking up the belts, aren't they?
0: Absolutely. It's definitely looking. But it is it is that Dan Kelly team. It's not city kickboxing. Oh, okay. It, there's a difference. You have Sasoli going is in, in there. in
1: another corner.
0: Well, it's Australia versus New Matthews Zealand. Was
1: corner as well?
0: He was. Yeah, That's, I knew it was yep.
1: two other corners that I'm like, Dan Kelly's team's all right.
0: There was And there was a fourth. There was four Maybe of those two guys. Maybe two and two.
1: Maybe he went Callum two,
0: Potter was two. the other one.
1: Yeah, we know that he lost that one. Right,
0: so he, him and Sassoli lost Matthews and uh, Jimmy Crew got it done in there. Great. Right.
1: I think only Sydney on city ch- out of New Zealand. Though. Correct. And then Dan Australia. Kelly's out of Australia.
0: Correct. Yeah. So there is a rivalry amongst those gyms as well. I
1: heard, I heard keyboards clicking. I heard it in my ears, and I'm like, because we've gotten our bitched out. That <laughs> it's New Zealand and Australia are different places. They so are. boom, I heard him be like, delete. We fixed it. Definitely in there.
0: <laughs> so, not this type of city kickboxing showing that they're getting in there. Um, who do you get for next? Co-main event, the profile fight.
1: Jimmy Crute, I am ready to watch you meet one of the big guys. I think first, and I'm going to give you, they're my three, because I don't think I, I'm going to take Anthony Smith right off the bat because Anthony Smith's in the higher. Way uh, too high. Want. Way too okay. high. Okay. So it is between our my favorite guy to get knocked out, Poster
0: Boy. I think he retired, but please don't do that to my boy, Jim, <laughs> Jimmy Mademois. Please don't do that to my boy. He's too handsome for that.
1: Um, and I did have another
0: one in my head that I felt like. He so. might just get submitted, though. That ain't that bad.
1: Not Jan, obviously. Jan's to let go. Let me
0: tell you, 205, somebody I was thinking would either be Walker, 205, because he's a madman coming off that, and or the guy who also just beat Oleon Chuck OSP. There's enough clout with OSP. He's lost some 1-1. He's not a real...
1: I don't mind that. I kind of like the walker. I think you could build a really big fight off that. Right. I think that's a great co-main event on something. It's a
0: scary fight for Kroot, but it's something that, it, to the ground, we haven't seen walker.
1: I think first round submission, Kroot. But I think a lot of people have... Well, walker round on one DKO. I don't even see that at all.
0: Well, it's definitely... That's why it's a good fight. That's why it's a good fight. So... <laughs> Only Chuck in there. I like him in a lot of spots. I still think he has many fights to win in there. But he has to keep it standing. He has to get that takedown defense up. So, didn't really get to see much from him in there. Then we had a great fight. I don't know if it's a fight of the year contender. But it's one that you could go back and watch time and time again. And definitely catch new things in a five round main event at 155 pounds. I didn't realize it was pounds. so
1: controversial.
0: I agree. I thought it was pretty one sided. The only reason
1: it was controversial is if you watched the fight companion. Because they were so... One yeah. a way
0: or another, I was really surprised as well. No, they, when it all, went to split. they were
1: like, we thought it was Felder. Fel-
0: I, I had Felder as well in the decision. I was looking for my hot 25. Oh,
1: I thought it was Hooker. But I thought but, it was 2-2 two two going into the fifth.
0: I thought it was 2-2, two and, two, and then I thought the fifth round with a takedown, just like Eddie Bravo, you have to give it to Hooker. Yeah. You good. have to, yeah. in a close striking fight, with the, the takedown. I was just with that on it. You there. have yeah. to give it to the takedown. So... And then I've seen since the fact that supposedly Hooker had more strikes overall, like 133 over 110 over Felder.
1: But we knew he won two rounds.
0: Felder won two rounds. I agree. It doesn't matter.
1: You can't take an overall metric. How do each round break up? That's how I... Right. You can use it for a metric of one round, but you can't use it for the metric of the entire thing.
0: Absolutely. So I would say, as with you, though, where... Hooker had the first round, Paul Felder had the second, Hooker had the third, Felder had the fourth, fifth round was up in the air, Hooker won it with a takedown in my eyes. Strike advantage, slightly, a judge did give this to Felder in a 49-48 yeah, decision, a so love but that. I
1: think it was 49-48 too, that's what I had. I, I had 49-48 Hooker. Hooker you know, as I well. I was close as fuck, like up until the takedown, I'm like, this can go either way, this I can agree. go either way, this can go either way, douche, and then it was enough control while it was down there that i'm like
0: that's the fight i agree when i saw that i'm like there's my 25 there's my there's my chance and i was surprised when he said felder i'm like oh shit felder was
1: one round that people were like oh are you you know felder look at him he pieced him up at the yeah but uh hooker had him on on, control of his him on the ground for two
0: and and a half minutes a dramatic change of position there yeah that's a dramatic, that's not an easy, that's not I pushed into you and we fell over. That is uh, intent, and the guy had to resist that at a level. So definitely Paul Felder almost laying down the gloves, holding it back at the last second because Hooker coming in and being like, nah, man, you can't do it. You can't do it. You got to leave the gloves. You, can, you, you, you It was a tough fight. You can't think of it. Felder just kind of missing his daughter, being a little older. I agree with Felder. If you were... Maybe in the KK type of frame where you've never announced or anything, you might have to keep fighting because that's how you get paid. Paul Felder has a career outside of fighting at this point. He has a shot, but there's too many hard fights ahead of him to get the belt.
1: I think Hooker is a fucking slayer. He's one guy that we're watching in this division. I think Felder went toe to toe with him. I think he has so many fights to still win. I wouldn't mind seeing Paul Felder do the once every year and a half. I now I've changed my whole opinion on ring rust. I think the the guys that are taking the, these big time off I feel like they can fight into longer in their career they're giving their brain time to recoup like there's stuff that's like our ligaments and our you know brain tissue and our stuff that takes time to recoup that these guys that are having to train 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 they're wearing their body down so I feel like if he could take off a little bit obviously stay training take jiu-jitsu do wrestling and whatever and do a maybe a three-month fight camp before his next fight when he decides but I wouldn't mind seeing Felder I think I just think Felder is killer I think th- these both guys are killer and he could have won if Felder would have gotten the takedown in the fifth Felder would have won the fight so I'm like and if he would have laid down his gloves anyway Like, if he was one of those dudes that's like, win or lose, I'm laying my gloves down, then by all means, lay him down. But if you were like, if I lose this, I'm laying him down. Not on this fight, homie. That was like, it'll be one that goes down in the ages. Like, it'll be one that you could watch it and find new stuff every time. Hooker, the one using the leg kicks... For the first two rounds. Both set him of up them. perfectly. Uh, then come the third round.
0: Wait, like, what was it? The first round, Paul Felder's eyes swell and shut. A lot of other fighters, I'd be like, stop the fight. Felder didn't lose a step. He won some striking. He won rounds lot. afterwards. Yeah, None of it. Absolutely he laid in him there. good
1: strikes. And Paul Felder didn't even start laying his killer elbows till around the fourth round, late in the third. I'm like, dang, those were game changers. Those <sighs> Felder game was throwing
0: changers. bombs in there. He that was almost was, swinging
1: for the fences a little. T- more than Felder normally does. Usually he's more patient and paced. But- I
0: would agree in there but maybe there was that urgency. I mean, it was such, such a good fight. Such a good fight. So heart For both of those guys, I love how hookers come at him and been like, that guy's got a good poker face because I thought I heard him and after I'd hit him, I could see him swell up but he never missed a step. If anything he hit me with two punches right back. And that's Felder. After the fact, they both having that Awesome photo of them in the stretchers together at the hospital. We get
1: that a lot of the times after our favorite wars. Yeah, like in the well, like they're connected they know for life. It too. They yeah. know it.
0: They're like we're connect. Like we shared something in there. They put they yeah. they arguably took a couple years off of each other's not years, maybe a month off of your life. <laughs> yeah. At ninety, what does a month matter?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Dan Hooker, man. He's going to be one of those guys by the end of his career where we're like,
0: the guy's been in wars. wars. He's taking 90 pills a day. <laughs> All <laughs> Richelin <Ball> style.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, dying of cancer.
0: No, 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 no. Not of that. I'm just talking. He's like, no, I'm half metal. Oh. I can't go at a metal detector without that. Here's my oh. card. <laughs> so, old Popeye Paul Felder in there getting it done. Definitely I don't a good am. fight. Night thought there was gonna be more decisions, good amount of finishes in there. Saw some changing of the tides in there. So I mean, I never thought I'd see Cachueira get that to tides of a finishing. Wow, that it was really... was a
1: perfect catch,
0: Perfectly beautiful late uppercut. Say, was it the same? And race? I feel like Lima? she
1: set it up. Didn't she set it up with a straight, and then she walked her into the uppercut? Oh. It was great. Gorgeous. I don't know. It was. Gorgeous. I loved Gorgeous.
0: it. I think she got a fight of the night bonus, as good did uh, Felder and Hooker for fight of the Shut night. Up. That performance be- and who was the third one or the fourth one? Was it either Jimmy crew Write or it on King your Gong list Song? right
1: now. So when you're trying to remember for the lap Bs, what was the best fight of 2020? Because it very well could be Dan Hooker versus uh It very Whoa. well could be Catch Aware versus I oh. was
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> gonna say April eighteenth <laughs> might change your mind. April eighteenth might change your damn mind. So we're gonna hold off on all that right now. But fight pick championships. Stats being wrong, I'm gonna fix my boy later on. Again? I, hell yeah, I'm missing at least five to ten points. I'll, figure, I'll get on the board. Oh my gosh, now I I've just never now.
1: rechecked. Do you recheck them all or just No,
0: yours? but I just rechecked right now. While we were going through this and I was just like, Woo! That's stings. That's stings. I'm definitely should be in a different spot.
1: Yeah, I thought um when right when we saw your fifteen, like, oh, you shouldn't be below yeah you shouldn't have swapped yeah i had a a couple fights right with haircut you didn't get a nice haircut (laughs) so you lost the ground
0: (laughs) so there's definitely some sort of conspiracy they want to keep that belt they're pushing me to the bottom look into it (laughs) buddy is falsifying these records on purpose I know there's only so many calendars in a year. There's only so many photos you can take. So only twelve. Exactly. There's got to be other time. There's got to be stacks that have be, got to be coming up somehow. We'll figure it out, though. We'll Is there get it done. Anything else going
1: on in the Twitterverse?
0: In the Twitterverse, oh. there's a whole lot of going on. <laughs> oh,
1: good. Definitely.
0: Good, good. If you weren't living under a rock, you were definitely watching Deontay Wilder getting it done. Well, getting done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that. I must be living (laughs) on (laughs) a rock.
0: I'm Night Shamble on your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Getting it done, walking out and wasting all of his energy. This reminds me of chemo, where he walked out with a 500 pound crucifix and gassed on the way to the UFC ring. Deontay Wilder getting finished in the seventh round by Tyson Fury. You think he
1: wasted his energy walking to the ring?
0: That's what he said. That's what he said, that it was 40 pounds worth of gear because he came in with a hole-in-the-fellum type of freaking crown and thorn and helmet and garbage, and he said he was So Tyson Fury
1: got it done in the seventh. You finished what you were saying, sorry, and then we'll go into the fight.
0: So, Tyson, as you were saying, in the seventh round, finished him, beat him from pillar to post that entire fight, though. But here at Lappy, the little bit of investigative news you threw down on me as you were asking who I had. I had Fury easily. Yeah. You had Fury because he won the first fight. Yeah. And it was a not more of the same. I mean, it was a one-sided molly whopping. Yeah. I mean, there's no lunch money left in that lunchbox for Deontay Wilder. He's he, the
1: best heavyweight on the planet right now. Absolutely. Tyson
0: Fury, easy. Absolutely. It was a puncher's chance, and Deontay Wilder didn't have that after supposedly walked out. Do you think he takes that rematch in those 60-day clause that they have?
1: Well, this is the whole thing Um, that that's why I think he's saying it's the gear right now, because there's no way to sell this fight. And he has to take it in the 60 days because the Joshua camp wants it. And I mean, I don't know what boxing is, but I imagine it's an 80 million dollar payday for him, even on the low end, even if no one gives a shit about this fight. It's still like they get these huge paydays. So I imagine that he's going to press it to want the fight. And uh, I don't see it going good for him at all. I think in the end of their last fight, Tyson Fury realized, oh, this mofo can't hit me off his back foot. And then he just straight stayed in his face, which is a whole different yeah. than our normal Tyson Fury, where we see him like kind of use his length and this crazy head movement to make guys swing out all their energy. uh. Yeah, it was a totally different game plan, and it was killer. He, it looked like they were not even supposed to be in the same division together. It looked like like a a contender guy fighting one of the top ten in the UFC or something. It was like they were not in the same place.
0: There's levels to this. (laughs) Great fight, though. So definitely a fun boxing match where not all of them are. That Is fight it, for it's Fury, just Joshua
1: Fury, and that's
0: it. I don't mind that. Put them all, put any of them on, and I might watch. My, I might, I might put I, a UFC fight on. I, it's hard for me to watch Bellator. Cachewera, we watching Cachewera. We watching Cachewera Dobson. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. but I'm watching that. But there was some other UFC veterans getting it done in there in the Bellator cage. Timothy Johnson coming in as an underdog over Terrell Fortune. T-K-O, Tim Johnson, able to do all the steroids he wants, just throwing that out there.
1: I There's some heavyweight fights. I still would have had Tim Johnson in the UFC.
0: Absolutely. I was Absolutely. fine with
1: Tim. He had some heavy, scary hands.
0: So he's definitely, though, going to get paid a whole lot more money to be fighting lesser, even though Fortune was a touted prospect in there. Um, it's just interesting how supposed bottom-of-the-barrel UFC guys who aren't shot go down and all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, there's still levels to this. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Lee's little brother in Bellator also making a debut winning via Flying Knee TKO. Did you hear or see much about this?
1: No. Kevin Lee's
0: little brother being a pro officially now. So going to hear a lot more trash talk out there from that young guy. Definitely watch him. Got a brother he's training with regularly. Then there was some other kind of boxing cross-related stuff where a former heavyweight Abu uh, Imbalov defeated a Russian boxer by knocking him dead in the clay collar type of style where some of these MMA guys, UFC guys, are getting into boxing and becoming specialists and they're like, oh, it's so much easier when I don't have to worry about takedowns, kicks, hips, tosses, and like so many when it's just... I gotta throw these. Yeah, that's fifty punch. That's fifty, yeah. or hundred punches. So and they're like nothing. It's they absolutely use it as part of like training. Right, 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 right. So other Twitterverse stuff, other fun things that went down.
1: Um, UFC 250 is official.
0: Wh- and
1: Jose Aldo versus Henry Cejudo. Oh
0: my gosh! Alpha <laughs> <have> two fight <laughs> losing streak, I hate it. Everyone saw it coming, so. I'm not surprised, he, but it wasn't really a
1: loss. He won that fight.
0: I agree, but you got it's to still, set a pre- It's still I right. know. Why have a freaking ranking system then, you sons of guns? Why have a win loss? And
1: I would honestly, I know everybody's gonna hate. I, yeah, okay, Max Holloway Volkanovski. I just don't think that fight was nearly as close as Felder versus Hooker. By nearly, far, I know. I don't know what Max is watching. Um, and if he's not counting leg kicks in his head, he needs to change everything about the UFC, <laughs> like change his whole game plan based on it. Uh, but I would rather Henry Cejudo fight Um Volkanovski.
0: Oh, that's a, such a good fight.
1: I would rather see Cejudo become the... Quadruple, yeah,
0: right. Triple, no, yeah, right. Yeah, what is that? The quad C, yeah. I'd rather see
1: that happen than watch Aldo fight Henry Suda.
0: The quad C, rep. How do we do it? Quad C, quad C.
1: I'm not part of that gang. I'm part of the fan club. How are we gonna do it?
0: So, uh, that's a bunch of universe stuff. (laughs) What what other... Um, Did um, you
1: think... uh, I saw Eddie was getting some heat a little bit because people were saying that he revealed too much of the Tony Ferguson game plan on Joe Rogan.
0: I do not agree with that, only because Eddie Bravo's talked about many game plans, about many stuff. He's been a coach and proven his time and time again with other grappling stuff. And Eddie said it as well on the cast. He's like, watch... Watch, Tony. If Habib wasn't looking out for Darcis, we're not. We weren't even on the same playing field in the first place. If AKA wasn't looking for Darcis, yeah. we're not even. Fo- yeah. We're it's fucking X's and oranges. It's, or get uh, out of here.
1: Tyson Fury versus Dante Wilder. Yeah, it's
0: like if <laughs> it they're not watching sense. for Darcis, then this fight was done fucking a year ago. So not only so, I I don't think he gave away too much. There's still the, the crazy level of difference of just you can game plan and then you can fight the actual person. And everybody yeah. is always like it's different in there with Ferguson. He can get hurt, yeah. though. He can. He hasn't been knocked he out. He always gets hurt. But he gets yeah. hurt. So I don't, it does scare me. But that's definitely I could see how people got scared of it. But that's people who, again, don't do tape study and are like, how did you not know that from, like, his first three fights? In I no know, and Eddie what? said
1: things like, he's going to set traps. He has so many traps ready for him. That's every fight. Yeah, right? Yeah,
0: me too. <laughs> me, me too. Like, what are you going in doing? Like, that's what you do at that level. So, I know it's off of the uh, Habib-Tony talk, but did you happen to catch any sumo over the weekend? No. Some Curtis razor blades over Rumble Johnson in some big old black tighties. Getting it done no, in that there. Seems fun. It was really fun. I didn't see it. I don't know if it was in Japan. I just saw sub stars and it was uh, MMA fighters. Anthony Johnson even going against some actual sumos and winning in there and just uh, them doing some cross promotional stuff. Stuff as far as leverage, sumo fighter. Who's the one you can think of in the UFC who trained sumo and had an actual good career? Actually, held a belt. Who
1: trained sumo in the UFC?
0: Oh I don't know. Leoto Machida. Oh, I would have never. Yeah, I grew up doing he, sumo wrestling. I was
1: kind of Leoto, I never got to see Leoto
0: at his prime prime. Be Lioto. When he was still drinking his own pee.
1: I never got to see Bellator Leoto
0: in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> That's P R P Leoto Machida. When he's like, it's good for you They detoxify. It's good for you to detoxify. Yeah, that was unembedded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Definitely fun. Get out... uh, You can see those retweets out there if you want to see blades in a diaper. It's all sorts of fun. But I think that there is really good leverage points in um Just... It's an art form. It's definitely way more tangible than something like a keto. Or some of those other arts that are more traditional. Sam sumo actually has leverage points where it's like, no, there is... Legitimate techniques in there, and they'll knock your ass out. They forearm each other in the face. If you want to see knockouts, watch some sumo. They'll knock them, I they'll believe knock there's out.
1: kind of some advantages, but most of sumo is size.
0: No, nope, <laughs> I would not I think agree. There's that.
1: some things that they're doing, like there's some trips and some pushes and some leverage points, but better than judo.
0: No, I know I would not agree. It's better than judo.
1: Oh, I, I said was, aikido. Aikido. Aikido That's is that one that Steven Seagal does.
0: Fake sword fighting bullshit. That's like, is it- I'm gonna step away and you're not gonna engage. It's like, oh, when you go past like the bull, then you know one won't know what to do. And it's like, oh no, then I'll reshoot, take you down. What and about you. um
1: Kav Maga. Krav Maga.
0: I used to think that it was an art form that was actually based, and there is fundamental truths in some of their striking. But at the same point, a dick punch is a dick punch no matter I where think it's Krav from.
1: Krav Maga was what the Israeli army l-
0: uses. And so did freaking Conor McGregor's training coach was a Krav Maga. All these guys, all they use is everything illegal in the book, they use on top of some real punches and kicks. But they're like, hey, look, I can strike from the groin from the bottom. Yeah. So can but everybody. That's kind
1: do. of what you should be learning.
0: In war, not in a competition.
1: But in real life. In real life, yes. In real life. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. So there is tangible, but if I wanted to learn an actual technique, I would go to... We're
1: past the age of technique. It's real life shit.
0: Oh no! I got that technique in the bank. I don't need So I that. would
1: even say the aikido might Shit. be more worth it. Than the I'll put sumo a cup
0: moves. on and we can go. Well, I'll show you. I'll be like, go, and you just start kicking. You just start kicking. That's it. You just say that's my purse, and you kick. If
1: you can only use aikido moves or sumo moves.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. I do that. I do that. That'd be legit. I won't wear the diaper. That's pay per
1: view. <laughs> that is definitely. That'll be
0: on our Patreon. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: If we ever start a Patreon, that'll be over. <laughs> That sounds like a
0: fan only type of a fucking thing if I've ever heard one.
1: Hell yeah, to the Patreon. <laughs> we'll have one Patreon. And I'm like, well, I guess it's you, homie, where you live. <laughs> we'll be setting up in the yard like game bread. we'll be like rumble
0: <laughs> setting it up. Florida <laughs> shoots like the good old Kimbo days.
1: I know they're calling out um what's that? Uh Miochich and Nganu are calling out uh, Tyson Fury.
0: Hate it, but they're going to get more money by doing Hate that. Hated it. Exactly. <laughs> we should start Hate adding it. that. We should. That would
1: be a button on our show. That would be. I need to write it on the button board. Hate Hated it. it.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Fighting the UFC first. Get your because ass Because sometimes of
1: you would be like, so what did you think about uh, this fight and this fight? Hated Boom. it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's all we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I don't know. I don't have any other thing unless you want to get The business.
0: Let's do it.
1: And as always, make sure you are liking and subscribing and hitting bells. And to find us, you can find us at latbmma on Instagram and Twitter. And to find Emmanuel, you can find him at Zoltonight. And to find me, you can find me at Weak Neck Baby. Let's get into the show. Mm -mm.
0: We definitely have. A star-studded making event in the making for an ESPN 27, Benavidez vs. Figueredo. This is going to be such a fun event coming out of Norfolk, Virginia. It's a 12-card bout. Barely holding on to that 12-card bout because we had a late replacement, but there's been multiple replacements on this whole card. But doing the tape, watching it, there is some really, really fun matchups and some future... Uh, stars, I feel like mm-hmm. in There's the division, fights. crazy, crazy fights. I was actually uh, pleasantly surprised, and one of those big hitters. You know how I like them, young man, hips. You know how I like them, young boy, hips. And we have Nizamel Nardiyev.
1: There
0: we hips. have coming in against Sean Brady, eleven and zero is Sean Brady, winning his debut against Court McGee. Having a great showing, showing great boxing, fighting out of Henzo Gracie, but also being a number one training partner for, um, who is it, Uh, Paul Felder, who just almost got it done recently, but definitely shows high level striking, good wrestling in there, and a good pace, putting it to McGee, not only hurting him with that left hand multiple times, also being able to... uh, withstand the takedowns, and get some of his own. So Sean Brady's not anybody to look over whatsoever. And the line reflects that. This is pretty much a coin flip, and it's spot on. I mean, both guys have advantages in spots here. Nardieff, being 19-3, and three, I've been mesmerized at times, and it did not come through against Counter. You were trying to tell me, don't let them hips blind you. He's undersized for the division at 170 pounds. And as of late, he got back in the winning column. But I honestly
1: there that win for Rencounter, if that were fight were to happen five more times, eventually Nardiev's gonna start winning those and then be dominant. I, I think in the I still think Nardiev's on his way up and Rencounter kind of was at his
0: best point. He peaked. Yeah. He peaked at that point. So I think there might be something to that. Badra Zara, also a little undersized for 170, so Brady's definitely filled out as far as 70-pounders in here. I think that's going to play into the cardio for both guys. I just see an ultra scrap here, but I do see it going to the decision. I feel like um, Nardiev is flashier and has power. I think the wrestling neutralizes each other, but I don't see that. I see both guys getting hurt and just kind of turning into a point match. This is a close one. It's a coin flip. We usually tell you guys to stay away. Draft Kings, still no lines out. So, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to give you Draft Kings lines. I've been checking nonstop, so they need to get on it. But uh, here, probably stay away on DraftKings. It looks like it's a decision. Give me Dem Hips. Who do you have Dem and why? Dem
1: Hips, Nardiev. Uh, I have Nardiev decision. I think he eventually is going to get the takedowns are going to come for him eventually. I don't think Sean Brady's so filled out. He's kind of small for the 170 as well. I think both guys, not 155ers, I don't go there. Maybe if there was a tween division, but they're just both smaller guys. Uh, I do think the re- wrestling will neutralize at first, which will keep it on the feet, but I still think they'll stay in clinch most of the time. And I think Nardiev is like young and filling out and hangs heavy like a t- like a wet towel. And eventually that'll get to Brady. I don't know if it'll be so high scoring. I love both these guys. I can't believe this is a first fight of the night. Unreal, and, right? Um, the reason that I think it's a stay away is I think it's going to be stagnant. I think it's going to be a more boring fight than people think. It's like I'm so excited for both these guys, but I do think they neutralize each other in a lot of spots, and I think this is up against the cage kind of grind. We might even see them get broken up once because uh, right. it looks like a stalemate here or there, but I just think Nardiev will eventually oh it's so nerve-wracking lately too because I think Nardiev will eventually eke it out but I actually see more strikes going to Brady so if those takedowns don't eventually come for Nardiev um it it this could be a 29-28 and then split decision kind of fight
0: right 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 the cardio issues out of both either one of these guys which is is the first fight of the night has been to Nardiev's Disadvantage. I feel like he's the one who's shown us the gas a little bit more. For whatever that's worth, first fight of the night. We've talked long enough on that one, but a smoke show of an opening fight.
1: I love it. People
0: don't understand.
1: But I still think it's a stay away. The, I think same rules
0: apply. I agree. It's going to be more than likely a decision. Then we move on to 145 pounds where we have a dirty, a double, a debut with Alan Cruz coming in against Spike. Carlisle, Carlisle being 8-1, only losing a split decision loss, which was really close. He's fought out of combates. I believe he has some LFA experience in there, getting some wild, wild finishes. Definitely going all over the place at 26 years old. uh, He is actually a 55er who's moving down to 45. So... He's fought in a few times. I think it was two or three at 55, but is now moving down for his debut at 45 in the UFC. We have to watch weigh-ins for this young man. But Carlisle is a fucking barbarian. The alpha nin- The what is it? Alpha ginger. Alpha, alpha, alpha ginger. I love me some gingers. Gets it done in there. Puts it on, guys. But the low. Some of his opponents have been a little bit lower level in there. But he throws spinning back fists, spinning kicks to the body, to the head. Puts in a good pace. He usually is able to, in those later rounds, as Carlisle, able to really keep the pressure up and uh, wilt, guys. But this is the UFC, and Cruz is definitely a contender in there at 8-2. The tape was also fun to watch on this young man at 6 foot. He is definitely going to have a ton of size on most of his opponents at 45 here. He's not Dan Hooker level at 45 as long as he is but he shows good takedown defense on the ground he can be a spider because of that length he'll throw in a lot of darces which makes sense with six foot guys um but he actually has really educated striking i really liked his left hand he is a switch uh stance fighter to the orthodox carlisle but um He's very educated. He hurt a few of his opponents with some teeps and straight punches. And instead of diving in Cruz, he sat back, moved his head, and kept picking his shots off. So it's kind of a tactician against a barbarian in here type of a matchup. This is going to be fireworks, and I think Cruz is going to edge out a dirty split decision. Uh, I could see myself going with Carlisle, but I do think that weight cut is an intangible that I don't like.
1: Yeah, it's so crazy. And is he's it. He's muscular. Is it weird that he's coming out of, like, oh, super weight cl- cut, uh, your favorite, the training lab?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: TJ's other camp. That's not altitude. All right, <laughs> um, he's not at altitude, he's at the other. Is he at altitude? What's his Colorado camp that we always... That's the Elevation. Elevation. Um. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I'm really worried about it. I wonder how chinny it's going to make him. It is a very, very weird... But, you know, if it works, do you know how long is camp or anything? I'm staying for, away from this it, fight. You know what? I'm all stay away from
0: it. <laughs> it's a dirty double debut for a reason. It can go sideways very, very quickly. I'm going to pick the ginger, though. I'm going with Carlisle. I actually think that... When we ever get DraftKings lines out there, he is the slight underdog at plus 130. Carlisle, you gotta have in matchups because of his knockout potential in there. I don't know if I have Cruz as much of a finisher, but he definitely should control the fight more. So, I don't think you're crazy there. Fun, fun fight. Gonna be hesitant I'm pulling the trigger on that one, but we're gonna see both of those guys move on yeah, and do well. Yeah, stay away from it. Definitely a good call. Then we move. Into the 145 pound division, stay in laterally here where Jordan Griffin comes in against TJ Downtown Brown, being 14 and 6, coming off of a four fight winning streak. Only lost uh, via TKO punches two years ago, but sensed rattle off again those four out of LFA, the contender series. He equally has submissions as much as he has knockouts, uh, really well balanced for TJ Brown. He is a powerhouse I was talking about Felder earlier he reminds me the body type of how Felder looked muscular in that sense that's what T.J. Brown looked like and even swung in those haymakers catches a couple guys with not good records so they were like eight and eighteen, a couple nine and twos and stuff in there. But some of the high level finishes in there for Brown were low level competition. But he did what he should have, and that was kick him in the head and send him send him into the shadow realm. So, he gets it done. I really like his uh, arm triangle attack and his positioning on the ground. Brown has even done a really weird single where he came on the outside, looped in under the legs, and took the guy down over his own torso but then quickly moves to try to get those side control positions. Um, really like just his finishing ability in there. Brown is competent everywhere and has a good gas tank. So again, great tape to watch. Really good stuff in there, but he has been submitted as well. Against Jordan Griffin, the 17-7 and 7 fighter, he's coming off of a two-fight losing streak in the UFC, first losing to Dan Ige, then to Chaz Skelly. Initially, the Dan Ige one I'm not too worried about, but the Skelly, I'm like... Woo. <laughs> yeah, it takes your breath away, doesn't it? The fact that he's losing uh, dramatically in a decision, well, pretty one-sided. Felt like Skelly handled that fight. He was in trouble at times from the power with Griffin. But another Rufus Sport fighter with Felder in there. The, I feel like that camp in general hasn't been doing well. Another Rufus Sport standout Sp- Ben Askren, Macy Barber, <laughs> exactly, uh, multiple, Paul Felder. I know,
1: but Paul Felder, he's a BMF guy now. The
0: best. He also goes at Henzo Gracie, so yeah, that helps. Yeah, he's
1: more well-rounded.
0: And he does other Muay Thai, but Jordan Griffin also being in there with high-level training partners, but he just really has one gear, doesn't really get out of that first gear, can cruise to a decision. But he's labored in his one and two shots. They do come with power, but they are a bit telegraphed. He does show good takedown defense, but eventually some guys can get him to the ground. And then once he is to the ground, he just shows a deficiency on able to get back up to his feet. This is definitely a much lower uh, level of competition with Brown. So Chas or, uh, Jordan Griffin is definitely live here, but I do think that, well, he's the favorite, uh, but I think TJ Brown actually comes in here and has an upset. I got a decision. I had Griffin initially. I think if Griffin wins, it's going to be that he neutralizes it and keeps it standing. I just see it. I like the options for T.J. Brown. He has more finishing capability than just kind of the one-punch power for Griffin.
1: See, I don't really mind the Chad Skelly fight. I actually thought it was a good version of Chad Skelly. Uh, In there, and going to decision with Ige to me, uh, you can take a shot, and uh, yeah, I didn't like, I don't know, I'm going with Griffin decision here, I just don't know T.J. Brown enough, he just hasn't been in there with UFC caliber guys, so even though it's not like Jordan Griffin's really high ranked, you know, T.J. Brown's 50th in the U.S., like, that's so different than 100th in the world, or something like that, so... Griffin decision. Gosh, I might not be going heavy tonight. I might be saving it for because next week, you got a Sanyo Yoel.
0: We got a pay per view right around the corner, and I would agree that definitely this is one to sit back and watch and just remember because there are going to be names later on. You're going to yeah. be like, remember these guys because yeah. they're going to put on agree. some scraps, I agree. absolute scraps. But this save is just one change.
1: that you. Like, if you have any energy with it, you shut your eyes, you do your best fight pick championship score, and you don't even care about DraftKings. <laughs> you count it right, and <laughs> you don't even care about DraftKings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, that's definitely a fun one with the minus-135 favorite Griffin against the plus-105 Brown in that spot. Then we move on to 265 where we have Sergi Spivak come in against Marcin Tabura. The 10-1 and 1 Spivak's coming in. Off of his first loss to who was it in there? Wallace Harris TKO punches came in and got it done against to Tuaivasa t- submission triangle choke four months ago. Spivak is a long six three in there, having the same reach as Tibura. He just looks like he's bigger for his body than he should be. He just kind of lunges weird at times for me, does Spivak. But he shows a warrior's heart in there. Off of his back. Not bad at all. Likes to throw up triangles and arm bars if he can. Definitely against big punchers like Walt Harris, he's got to worry about it. But I feel like against Ty, it was that same option. And against Tybura, it's essentially that as well. Tybura 17 and 6 He's come in the UFC and only won one fight out of the all of those to Stevan Struve in a decision. And when he loses, he loses big, does Tybura. Getting finished by all of his opponents. That do get in it. Sakai getting it done in there. Lewis. I mean, some nasty, nasty um, finishes for Taibura. And it's because his head movement has never evolved. Ever since we watched him, he is 34 years old. Come in the UFC, he had brawls on the regional scenes and he kept having brawls in the UFC. But now he's facing the biggest punchers in there and just not able to take it as much. Uh, Sakai is a good striker. Not tons of power, but you could just see that once Tybura gets hit a couple times, he just doesn't recover. So I don't think Spivak is a good striker. I just have to absolutely fade Tybura's chin. So I wouldn't pick Tybura with a 10-foot pole. So I got to give me some Spivak TKO round number one.
1: Okay. Uh, Tabura, he kind of reminds me of of late. Uh, homeboy last week, who that big motherfucker that we thought would... So Soli? yeah he rem- that's where what Tiberiu's fight style is to me now he he just turtles up and he's done done in one uh it just isn't the same dude that we once saw make that stride in the u f c uh Spivak on the other hand, I think he's scary he's my one he's in my one of the dudes to watch uh coming up over the next few years he's twenty five i think his body i think he's friggin enormous and he's filling in every time we see he's getting those moldovian fucking Moldovian juice going on. Uh, little vitamins. <laughs> yeah, little vitamins. I don't even know the Moldovian accent. It's like a mix of Italian and shit in your mouth. I don't even know what I'm trying to do. Um, anyway, sorry Moldovia. I'm sure it's a beautiful accent language uh, yeah and i like that he's a lighter guy as far as uh build he's cut all the way through he's not like a fat guy for the division uh i actually have Spivak submission round one i think he hurts him and then he takes it down or uh cinches up his neck while standing he's such a big long dude so uh yeah i don't think tabura is this Them's fake news. He's not that tall. <laughs> I think Spivak's gonna look bigger when we see him I stand agree. eye to eye.
0: I'm surprised when I'm like 6'3. I feel like he was like 6'7 last time I saw yeah, him. Yeah, I'm going with submission
1: here, and this is I'm excited about Spivak, but I also bought to Taborough.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's gotta be get on out of here at this point if he doesn't get it done in here. So his back's up against the wall. But I'm gonna be playing the minus 125 favorite in here against Tyboras. Um Chin. Moving on to 185 pounds, we have Brennan Allen coming in against Tom Breeze. This is definitely an interesting stylistic matchup with Tom Breeze coming in with an 11-1 record. Taking a long break in there. Losing a split decision to Stra- Sean Strickland. Having marquee wins over Cajal Pendred. How long has it been since we said that name? Getting his last win against Dan Kelly a year, eight months ago, the reasons why Tom Breeze is such an intangible in the sport is because he's already retired once, come back half willingly because he didn't have another option because he's been a fighter his whole life, but has canceled fights prior to walkout. So you're
1: like, this may not happen.
0: Because he's just scared. He's terrified in there of what potentially could happen. So he's just somebody that... Coming off of a win of Dan Kelly at the stage of his career that it was, just it's going to be a different beast in here coming in against not the debuting fighter, the UFC standout now was on the contender series, won that fight via submission, came in against Holland, uh, Kevin Holland, got that right to the ground. Went to submission. Brandon Allen is 13 and 3, likes to use that body lock to get there, will even trip on the outside once he gets there, but he is one of those guys like Jimmy Crude just did where he hunts the takedown. Allen doesn't want to keep it striking. He throws one or two punches and is in on them hips. And he's in there trying to take you down because he understands that he has a much heavier top game. Once he gets the rear naked choke, it's all but done. He sneaks it in there fast. Uh, But good transitions, even when he's on top on the ground. He's not afraid of being on his back, which he doesn't have to worry about against Tom Breeze here. Maybe an elbow if he tries to go underneath Breeze. But I just see Allen being able to get it to the ground with that submission hunt and getting it done round number two after he wears out Breeze a bit. But Breeze's lag for a finish. Uh, this is a pretty close fight, pretty much a coin flip. I think it's striker versus submission artist right now, but I like the takedowns. I like the constant chain wrestling I see in those takedowns for Allen. Give me the slight underdog.
1: See, I don't love the way I think Alan eats a lot of strikes to get those takedowns, and I don't like the way he wears it in the ring. I didn't think he looked so great last time. Uh, I too have Alan's submission, and that's more so I don't know what we're getting out of Tom Breeze. I like time between fights, but I don't know mentally where Tom Breeze is at. In his picture, I know it sounds so crazy, but when I was looking up the pictures to do the graphics, he looks off to me in his pictures like when something just seems like a different dude than was in there he has before. a thousand mile stare yeah yeah where like he's like, he's like i'm getting paid somewhere getting dollars <laughs> oh, <laughs> getting she's my cherry pie <laughs>
0: I just watched Kingpin again on Netflix. <laughs> I forgot that they had that scene.
1: I think it's so... That tells you the last time I was in a strip club.
0: Yeah, grown man.
1: To <laughs> Jerry Pie, though. It's not like any other... It's like, in Florida, it's they're playing, playing in Jerry In Florida,
0: you go to a biker bar and they... are still gobbin' at Jerry Pie. <laughs> easy, Absolutely um, So enough. I just
1: uh, think, Alan, you know, right now... If it's an all-Rufus, no-Rufus. I'm going all-Rufus. So right now I got Alan's submission round two. I could even move it up to round one. Um, I know this goes against, I like time between the fights, but I thought Tom Breeze was done. So when I'm seeing him back in there, I'm like, this doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't feel like a guy that's been in training. Like, you know how, like, if GSP booked a fight tomorrow, we'd all be like, okay, we're ready for this because we all know GSP's been in training and doing this shit and thinking about it. I don't know if Tom Breeze has. I don't know. So, Alan, submission round two.
0: If I'm going to fade Ty chain chin, I'm going to fade Tide Breeze's Tom Breeze's mental state. Maybe. <laughs> so, then we move on to 135 pounds, where we have, debuting, Kyler Phillips coming in against Gabriel Silva, Six. In one, Kyler Phillips does have a little bit of the UFC touch in there. Coming off of a big win in the LFA, he only, even though it shows two losses in there, one of those is considered an exhibition because it was in the Ultimate Fighter hmm. to get on the show where he lost a decision to Car France where Kaikara France was within a inch of his life of getting knocked out multiple times in that fight. Kyler Phillips comes in with power, but the time and true tested method of beating him was done the exact fight after that in a decision, close split decision where he has a blowout round one. Tons of power does Kyler Phillips, but when he gets in these grappling exchanges, his arms wear and then that power really fades and he's very telegraphed and he can't keep people off of him. So, wrestlers definitely give Kyler Phillips problems, but if you want to stay striking with him, he does have power. Throws out spinning back fists, um... Spinning kicks to the body, good shots to the body. Definitely fun, but that gas tank has constantly been an issue for the 24 year old coming out of the MMA lab. Against Gabriel Silva, the 8 1 fighter, debuting against Ray Borg where he missed weight, still took the fight and, and ended up getting the decision. That was Ray
1: Borg. That had nothing to do with Gabriel Silva. Well, I, That was just the way the universe works. No, no, Ray Second Borg came rate. in overweight.
0: Oh, Ray Borg's the one who came in overweight, not Silva. That, Silva was debuting. I mean, you
1: never even need to say that again. <laughs> Everyone knows every time Ray Borg coming in overweight.
0: All the time. But this was the weight up even, and he still came in that three pounds. So a Silva's shame. a man and took the fight, but he was outclassed in the grappling there where he's a Brazilian, uh, Team Nogueira, he likes his boxing as well in there. He will shoot a takedown every once in a while on the ground. He is going to be better than Phillips. has more of a variety of submissions in there, but he definitely likes the decision. He has... Actually, I don't think he has any submissions. I feel like he only has like two or three knockouts to Silva, so he's mainly a striker as well, which kind of plays into Phillips. It's just that gas tank I'm worried about for Phillips. I was leaning towards Silva, but uh, I just... Again, he was fighting the regional guys he fought looked okay against and against ufc competition he didn't look at level i don't know if phillips is really ufc competition because i don't know if silva is necessarily as well in here this was definitely some of the worst tape study of the entire night and there's some bad ones in there we got some doozies but i'm gonna go i'm switching to phillips tko round number two silva has a granite chin in there um dirty ass fight i'm gonna probably stay away from it
1: I think Silva, uh, his ground game is going to be a little superior here. And we obviously couldn't see that against uh, a murker like Ray Borg, especially on the ground. So it just, you know, he handled him. I think Ray Borg's cardio is better. Uh, Give me Silva decision. I'm going with the guy that's been in the UFC. But I'm going to stay far, far, far away from this fight. So far away. I don't want to pick Silva or Phillips on my card. (laughs)
0: I agree that that's going to definitely be super Especially close. Especially and Violent Bob Ross on short notice. <laughs> 155 pounds is Luis Pena. Violent Bob Ross coming in against short notice replacement on eight days. Steve Garcia Jr. The Mean Machine. 11-3. Jackson Wink standout. Fighting out a Rio Rancho, which we're pleasantly acquainted with, which means he does train at elevation, and that gas tank has proven for him to be advantageous for the debuting fighter on short notice. Um, This is a spot for the young man where uh, he has been submitted that is the key to victory against Garcia. But striking-wise, he is a nasty. I yeah, liked him. Me too. Really liked the, what the tape I saw I think saw we started to
1: talk about this yesterday. Oh, like, this we is so good. Like, already like, uh-oh. This is a weird short-notice fight I, up for Pena. Yeah. Uh,
0: absolutely is. So um, Southpaw is Garcia. He's fought out of Bellator, fought on the LFA scene as well. We see that constantly in here. Gotten TKO's in a lot of those. I think a submission in there once or twice. But uh, the length for the 6-foot, 147-pounder because he missed weight for the belt at LFA. He still got the knockout, but he didn't get the belt because he missed by 2.5 pounds. But he's moving up to debut at 155 pounds. And at 6-foot... I just don't see how that doesn't help Do we him. We see
1: Peña, we see him have trouble with weight sometimes, but not last fight, but
0: because he moved up from 45. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly, and you're like, yeah, he's 63. Oh, Kong. Jesus. So, Luis Peña being 7 and 2 uh, for me has definitely been a prospect that has really underperformed immensely didn't pick him against Tresino even though he didn't really play him and saw the avenues there last losing to frivola you were saying earlier that there was a robbery this was the robbery we saw for Fervola. oh you're right this that is was it the one this is it where bob ross won that, might that have fight. Been last
1: show i called yeah. out some frivola thing yeah. and we couldn't think of it you're it, right it, it was, was
0: this Watterson and J check here in tampa but uh Luis Pena in there, just showing that he's a volume striker. He has knockout power to an extent, but it's against much lower-level competition. And this is a thing that Luis Pena does regularly. He'll post his knockout in Muay Thai that's already, like, three years old on top of, like, five-year-old footage. So it's, like, six-year-old knockout, seven-year-old knockout. And he hasn't done that in the UFC. He's gotten a couple submissions, but it was really when he was outsizing a lot of these regional guys. He's not going to have that against Garcia here. Little hittable is uh, Pena. Is he at Rufus? Either and he jumps around with AKA as well. Does he not? I
1: don't know. I think. I think it's AKA. It's AKA as well as
0: Pena. But uh, I actually feel like the short notice uh, is a good intangible for Garcia. I'm not worried about that cardio again. Him training at elevation, it's gonna have a good fight camp. We don't like Jackson Wink guys, but he's 27 and. There is, I saw on the regional scene. We don't like him scene, t- unless we do. Unless we do. Unless
1: we do. Well, unless <laughs> they're getting
0: the attention uh, from the actual coach. And guess who's in his corner at every one of those other shows? John Winklejohn. So the main coach is there. Not He's not yeah, sending he's out probably, other guys.
1: I would, I would kind of guess if you're thinking of who he, he's probably training with is Aaron Pico.
0: All those guys, all those, but I all bet those rotating are like right monitors. around the
1: same size. So
0: same. well, he's taller than that by far. Is Garcia? But what I really like is but when he they doubles up.
1: Are the same up, weight class? Is I think, think so. Amigo Forty-five,
0: one fifty-five. They train together for sure. What I like about Garcia is when he doubles up on that left. He'll also throw kicks to it, and it's just. He really sets traps well. When he hurts people as well, like I said earlier, he sits back and picks his shots. He doesn't ever flurry blindly like a maniac. He is very calculated and shown to take good shots and have good takedown or defense as I was going to say, defense. too,
1: I would bet if we did some kind of weird all MMA calculator, I would bet Jackson Wink's camp has the best takedown defense of any Ooh. other camp.
0: Woo! Bold statement. Yeah. Bold. Not bad. I get the, I it's, There's an argument up there. So I got the underdog. Give me the short notice replacement. Let me look up the exact line on that. But I like Junior here. I think he's gonna. How's it, come How's
1: Garcia's takedown defense? He I like it. It's really good. I like it. Um, it's I, not I the best. He has been taken about, down.
0: But, yeah. but he was. I guess his takedown I that, that he got interrupted you on it. That's what I should have. <laughs> Sorry, he got a takedown. Um. Or he got taken down because he spinning get back, kicked the guy in the face, and the guy stood up and came down on top of him when he freaking... So I like his takedown defense. It's really good against the cage. Sorry, and you were saying...
1: No, and I even like his size at, you know, even going into 155 against Pina, who's done or one fight there, maybe two at this point. Right. Uh, but he's not a shorty. He's not like a little Matt Frivola going in there. I think Matt Frivola is like 5'8 or something.
0: 5'7, five, 5'8 five, for sure. Uh,
1: I want to pick the underdog too here. It's like Pina's this guy we just keep waiting to show out and for, we we were talking about it yesterday about um, he out of the three, like the Sugar Shane, the Zabit uh, Violent Bob is the guy that seems to have all the skill set together that we keep waiting to bust that just won't bust like he doesn't put it together in the octagon or he just seems to give up or doesn't try hard enough or has a
0: lazy seems lazy. i
1: don't know i don't know these are all weird things to say about fighters but they're ways i would describe him after 15 minutes luis
0: pena will sit there and hit the punching bag on you where he'll try to kill you by a thousand cuts but he's not throwing power he's just like okay five six seven against junior in here i feel like this young man is like oh let me show you this (laughs) whooping
1: I just feel like love if Ramola can out a decision on you because you look like you're lazy in there, then Garcia definitely can. Give me Garcia Junior decision as well. I love the underdog on that.
0: I you don't even want to know the underdog price that we just picked right here.
1: Six nine. Tell me it's. In we the don't six,
0: have the DraftKings yet, but God. the betting lines as far as the actual betting lines minus three thirty favorite Luis Pena coming in against Garcia's short notice plus we're gonna get a two seventy.
1: We're going to get, we can get Garcia and put everybody else on there. And the thing I love about Pena, if you look back at his fights, he'll let somebody punching bag him for points. He's one of the guys that'll stay in there long enough. Underperformed. Underperformed has
0: Luis Pena consistently. Even in his wins, they weren't anything dramatic. You don't remember his wins. Looking back at him, they're like, oh, yeah, this. It turns into a kickboxing match. So, really fun fight. I'm excited for that one. I like that. That's the preliminary headlining card comes in there. Topology has moved things <laughs> around, though. Last week, they gave us a main card, took it off, yeah. messed with our Fight Picks championships. I would have got another zero, but that's a whole nother story. I wouldn't
1: be surprised if we don't see stuff change around beforehand. Because I look at some of these ones
0: on the main card, and I'm like, huh. Unbelievable, right? Huh, Unbelievable surprised. with some other matchups we've been talking about so earlier on. So are we starting
1: the, the boy pick championship?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Get you some of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we are getting into it. We're coming for that belt. You better be Ricky. Bobby. You better body. be ready. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you better be Ricky Buddy, Body be, Bobby.
0: Be Ricky Body Buddy over there. I don't there. Even care about
1: those guys. MMA farts. I feel like anyone that's there's a couple of people now that I'm like we're in a whole different bracket. I I almost <laughs> made a clip art for here and I put heads on two people in a hot tub and put uh, <laughs> world Wining Federation and myself, <laughs> and it was would be called the 600 Club. <laughs> and it'd be like, we're waiting for you guys here, but we're only here for one more week. Because <laughs> you know I'm heading to that 700 Club. So, um, anyway, talking shit. I only still care about World Winning because he's beating me by one hot 25. One hot 25. The problem seems to be we have too many picks the same. Cause we keep winning, we can't stop winning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so definitely a fun fight, big championships, turning up the heat here. But some of these fights we have to bet on is ungodly bad. And
1: did you get your score fixed on the fight big championship?
0: No, yeah, we waiting on it. I got, I talked to the administrator. He knows. <laughs> okay. he knows. So in this fight, big championships, we're gonna start off. This five-card bout with Grant Dawson coming in against debuting Derek Mina coming in somewhat short notice against Chad Skelly. That fight couldn't be booked. It was rescheduled two times. Then we had Grant Pico or Pico Grant Dawson in here come up and get pulled from the last time they were going to fight about a month ago because he tested again positive for those trace amounts. I do believe his... Um, Ali Abdelaziz may be attached to this young fighter out of the glory MMA fighting. Can I
1: say this as well? Here's another thing, if we can pull up a weird graph. I think Ali Abdelaziz has a really... Good eye for picking winners. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he must have a killer record with his roster.
0: It's not bad. Well, and he stylistically they pick fights that are advantageous for yeah, them. Yeah,
1: he's smart. Yes, he's smart with yes. the, their whole management. Yes. He's so yeah. If 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 Ali Abdelaziz says, you got it. You probably got it. So that's why they've been ducking Tony all this time. That's why they were like, hey, get that cable, lay it out. Hey, Tony, come here real quick. I want to <laughs> show you something.
0: <laughs> but here in uh, Derek Minor, I want to say Minor, but it's Mina? Minor? Miner, The two fight winning streak alum, last winning two months ago via submission choke of guillotine, more than likely. Losing his contender searing fight to Gilbert Burns in a submission six months ago. So that doesn't look as bad so far. But really... Herbert Burns. Herbert Burns. I'm sorry. Give oh, him a little too I much credit. I thought it was
1: Gilbert Burns too And I was reading it. And I'm like, huh. Well, no wonder he probably fought that guy. right at the. And I'm like, oh, it's Herbert.
0: Well, Mina in here likes... The hunt for the submission guillotine is his n- number one favorite choke he actually gives up a ton of takedowns for that but he does that high elbow almost ninja choke where he sticks it in deep and ranks it up so guys all of a sudden are like oh i got the takedown but i'm in deep and will tap a lot of the time it does happen on a much lower scene the 29 year old tends to get hurt though there's a lot of uh, fights on his regional scenes where he'll eat a big shot and then really have to hunt for that takedown Where Grant Dawson's coming in here at fourteen and one, being one of those—is he a Tarverian guy as well? Out of that glory, I think Glory MMA is Tarverian. Men Ed Movement, so definitely uh, Grant Dawson is a standout out of there. But it's the ground game—he hunts for those takedowns. With my boyfriend
1: Shabazian.
0: (laughs) With him, correct? Um, Grant Dawson though.
1: I call other people my boyfriends and girlfriends, but there's many. There's a lot of. Golden boy Shabazian.
0: We all know. There's special the-
1: place, special place. He has oh. a big fight coming up. Why, keep, why do you only have to have one? That's true. That's true. I can be polyamorous with my MMA. It's 2020. Um, 2020. In, in 2020. You got that polyamory vision. <laughs> 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 but uh, doesn't he have a big fight against... Shabazian?
0: Brunson. Brunson. Brunson, Brunson. Brunson in Portland. God, they're getting a fat-ass card putting on there. That's a fun, fun fight night. Luke on there even versus Quinn Price.
1: you be surprising us by five Oh, they're going there. That's
0: birthday present type stuff right there. He's going.
1: It's getting close. Nah. It's getting close.
0: Absolutely, but here, Grant Dawson. He lets... has to
1: tell me soon so I can get the time off work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, Grant Dawson hunts for that submission striking-wise. He's the much better striker than uh, Mina here. I feel like once they get it to the ground, even if he's on his back for a little while, unless it's the guillotine... Grant Dawson doesn't have much to worry. I think there's a big reason he's a big favorite. A lot of people see it. Grant Dawson is better at the speciality that Mina is and is better in the bad parts of Mina's game, which is a striking. So Grant Dawson has it up and down here. 400 favorite for a reason. Give me Grant Dawson. I do think it's a submission round number one. You one.
1: I had two, but I'm going to move it up to one as well.
0: I think this turns into a grappling match for both fighters, though. They both want to get it to the ground.
1: Yeah. I like one. I like one. It's so nerve-wracking now because it's just... Just 10, 25 points. And I could have round one and then... um... Buddy, just wash 10 away and give it to Juice. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> How do you think Ricky's rookie, been climbing he... so high?
1: <laughs> I never check the scores.
0: I always trust Every time you return. check, they're wrong. <laughs> oh, Every shit. time. Every time. Excel. It's easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> Ready, to go. Return. He has it while the fights are going on. Right after they're over, they're like, Winner! No, I didn't catch it until last week. Five points. Five points. I didn't catch it after, and I
0: even missed five points. I got on top of that, so yeah. Whoever else worries about their points, maybe look into it. Maybe look into maybe it. Maybe look into it. So very Eddie Bravo of you. Who do you? How much are you going to have Grant Dawson? I like Grant
1: Dawson even well, on DraftKings a lot, and I think I'll be able to afford him everywhere, especially if we have Junior on some cards. Absolutely. You know here. what? This next fight, I heard. You know, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Uh, Megan Anderson's actually fighting her clone. Megan
0: oh, is fighting you. her
1: clone. Thank
0: you. I was about to lash out at you. Megan
1: Anderson's fighting her clone, Megan Dumont. <laughs> no, <I'm just>
0: kidding. <laughs> Norma, alias, at 145 pounds, the immortal, comes in with a an 4-0 record, mm-hmm. fighting the grizzliest of competition, 13-8. Some winning records in there, 0-2, 0-0, and... 2, 0 and, 0, and it's just been decision, striking. She's five foot seven coming in against a six foot Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson, if we're talking about underperformers, that's Megan Anderson. To a T, she is underperforming. I don't know. Do you
1: follow her on Instagram? <laughs> uh,
0: that's definitely your biggest attribute. I guarantee Ast-tribute. that. <laughs> yeah. So she's definitely what I watched in Norma's Dumont's fights. Um, even I got to watch some grappling in there where she was going against high-level competition where your sister would have been her opponent, essentially, in there, where I was like, what's Ellie doing in that jiu-jitsu? <laughs> she got to pick up the kids from school. Literally. she got her, her opponent got a stalling call because she wasn't engaging with her. That's how low a level of competition she was grappling with and still just hunting for guillotines and having really bad shots. The Muay Thai that she did have, she beat a lady who quit because she broke her nose with... It was a front side kick and a couple left hands, um, but Dumont swings haymakers. She just pulls back to her hip and swings, but uh, like I said, she has some kind of training because she'll throw that sweet because chin music. Brazilian? It ain't, it's that Shawn All Michaels though.
1: Brazilians have some kind of training. Striking.
0: So uh, she throws in that sweet chin music though, and it has landed it against co-workers at the mall by the way (laughs) it was literally at the mall she she got that
1: sweater she wanted at the gap
0: exactly exactly there's like here's some l'oreal products congratulations (laughs) so uh just low 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 level competition the ufc's trying to get megan anderson to win in here on the ground, she—I don't necessarily think she's gotten better. She's nine and four. She did get a win over Farn Farn in a submission four months ago, where Farn is not UFC, and they were doing her a favor, getting her this. I mean, UFC stacking the 145—they're just adding whoever, cause the five foot seven Dumont is not a 145 pounder. She's easily yeah, a 125er, no. easy, just out of shape 125er. So here, striking-wise, Megan has a big, big advantage on the ground. Duma is live that's not good why the hell is this on my fight big championships why do I have to pick this it's a humongous favorite plus minus 250 for Megan Anderson and I don't think you can ever put anything over a minus 150 for a Megan Anderson fight but I am going to pick her in a decision I could even see a TKO because she should be the by far better striker here but this is such a gross 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 fight I'm going to sit back and watch. The tape study was gross. The Instagram was definitely the best part.
1: Felicia Spencer made easy work of Megan Anderson. I just don't see Norma Dumont being able to do the same thing. I think she probably, as this goes on, we will probably see Norma Dumont in the 125 division. She Notice her weight and height are not on here. <laughs> her, her weight and her reach, because um, no one's ever even measured her reach. She not even had it measured yet. Debut I actually think even on the ground, Megan will be able to submit her. Um, and that's kind of where I have it going. I want Megan to just keep it striking and eke out the decision here. I just... I don't know if she has the ring IQ for that. It's so weird. Now that I'm thinking... It's just like... Megan isn't UFC caliber. The... Cyborg, we're like Cyborg. She was UFC caliber. Let's build a division around her. Let's put our one thirty five er in there again. Oh, maybe the whole one forty five division shouldn't have been here. <laughs> like,
0: but they're adding women. I mean, they just they're giving a debut in Norma in here, so maybe she gets two or three fights and and says she's a UFC. Well, if there's fighter.
1: no other 145-ers, then they're like, cool. Let's
0: give there's uh, a couple on the Australia, card.
1: another champion. We love that. Um yeah, you're right, Felicia Spencer, Felicia Spencer. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, On the fight picture. Um, um, I'm going to go with Anderson KO round 2. Ew! I don't like this. Either. I don't like
0: this fight at all. I love your route. Ra- I had decision. I'm gonna go KO as well because out of the two, if there's a finish, it's more than likely. And I just and picture
1: front kick right up the middle, catching her in the face. Right. Big huge leg.
0: <laughs> <and> Dumont <laughs> here, Norma. She moves forward, I, even though she straight
1: up the middle. She, yeah,
0: that's exactly. I love that. Kick her love out. That. Even the clinch, I could see a knee up the middle. So maybe she's not even out.
1: It's just a sexist call. That's fine with me. That's so
0: definitely one to steer clear from I guess Anderson might be the play there who knows on DraftKings. Then we move on to 205 pounds light heavyweight where we have Profile fight here with Magomed Ankalaev coming in against Eon Hook Kutalaba, Kutalaba coming in with a notorious gas tank issue, 15-4. and We know what we get out of Kutalaba. We've made a ton of money on and against him, knowing the spots to pick, and it's pretty much getting out of that first round. He is a grappler, Greco-Roman guy. uses it barely. If we talk about winging punches, he's the king of winging punches. Kutalaba just throws from the hip, but if he lands, he'll knock your ass out. But he does go for the kill- to the detriment of again that gas tank and uh stamina for Kutulaba,
1: and it's from Moldova. And I was about to say,
0: and hey, Moldova. So, is it all Moldova? No Moldova, no
1: Moldova. Guess what? Moldova, uh, they don't get coronavirus
0: in Moldova, they,
1: <laughs> they don't do, get commerce, they're too hard,
0: they don't get commerce in Moldova. <laughs>
1: Everybody always talks about grows everything out Moldova. There. Them bitches is badass. I think they're all um, clones.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say steroids on steroids. Clones on steroids. Oh, you yeah. didn't let me finish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the coot in here definitely has been known to let you down if you're planning on going later into the fight. Against Ankelaev, a guy who's really pulled one of the biggest upsets of all in a fight that he was winning every minute of every second until the last one where your boy Paul Craig got a triangle choke with one second left in a fight that would have been 30 27 30 26 the Russian fighter is definitely well-rounded everywhere good ground good standing definitely likes to keep it standing he does like to throw those teeth to the body and head a uh, good take down the fence. Just pretty much a better fighter all the way around other than the raw power. And even at that, Ankalaev has proven that he can finish guys last Ambula l- three months ago in the third round. Um, but we've just seen other than that one hiccup in that 12-1 record, other than Paul Craig, Ankalaev has essentially won every single round he's been in the UFC. And I feel like it's going to be a hairy first round. But after that, it's smooth sailing. Give me a decision, if not a finish, round number three, because Kut does quit. Once, we saw it against a Glover Shera, and <laughs> we called that We called that all yep. day. So, I see a lot of that going on here.
1: Uh, and Goliath, I actually am not even as worried about the first round as you are, because I think his kicks are so good, he can keep Kutalaba at distance long enough to let that power wear out. I think the second round, um, he can piece him apart on the feet all he wants, and... The takedown defense, not even worry about the takedowns. Third round, completely control it. I don't think he's going to lose one round of this entire fight. Uh, but I also, Kutalov is a weird guy that if you don't submit him, I think he's hard to finish. I, it's like clones don't know how to die. Uh, so I think it just goes to decision, but I think it's going to be a super high scoring decision. No takedowns, just strikes. Um, maybe a knockdown, even.
0: For That's who? And Kalayev? Goliath? I, I like all of that. I like that. I like the st- high strike output. I even think, as you're saying, in that late round, we could see another round three. This Lugia Bula is essentially a worse Kutalaba. Tons of power, no gas tank, and Ankleyev did that. Kicked them until the third round where he's like, oh, okay, here you go. Eat a little knuckle sandwich. Yeah. Left, straight left, down yeah. the middle.
1: Yeah, I like the finish in the third if there's a finish at all right now. I have Ankle, I have decision, but I even like that for points. I... As far as this uh, fight picks is concerned, I think Angel Live is my linchpin right now. I don't.
0: I think you have a very good point. I think I
1: can trust him to Absolutely. put him on every card. And even if you take the worst loss of that pro- Paul Krug last second, he's still got a hell of a ton of points. ton of
0: points on that because he dominated it with takedowns and knockdowns and all that so good stuff. So Kutalab
1: is a guy for me that I just feel like uh, his best attribute is what he brings to the weigh ins. <laughs> I was about
0: to say are we going to get the green hulk are we going to get the stare down he's known to be kind of an asshole. i hope he
1: comes out at it like as like blue hulk or like hulk, red hulk like come Ooh, out next level hulk. Yeah. like get extra comic book nerdy on it
0: that would be so dope like so dope hulk. except i think when you're in the shower you're like oh this was such a bad idea i know <laughs> the whole next day you're yeah, still uh, plucking like, yeah.
1: green out of your
0: hair <laughs> his blood looks purple oh that's green and red mixed i together. think there's a
1: way you could do it cool. I don't know what that would
0: be. Me neither. Maybe just a T-shirt. More steroids. More steroids. Yeah, I guess. That's probably the way. Then we move on to the co-main event at 145 pounds. Co-main event of the night. In Felicia Spencer coming in against Sarah Farn, who we talked about earlier, who lost to Megan Anderson via submission. Unbelievable. Fucking believable! I just
1: lied. I said my linchpin was. uh hey, it's totally believable. Spencer. Spencer everywhere around submission. Every, right?
0: Everywhere, right? That's like, we round one submission. Black belt against a purple belt and foreign, which Megan Anderson was a purple belt as well, supposedly. But either way, Spencer. I love Felicia Spencer. I think she's the most underrated person. I think that that's not anymore. I feel like she was. She's not going to be underrated anymore because... Well, she's
1: an 800 favorite. Mine is but 800. But I feel like Farn... And we're in the 145. Felicia Spencer and Megan Anderson well, she are the in, only tr- true 145ers. Everybody else, they're Not even.
0: Because she's a 135er. She did. She
1: should be. She did. you right. If we were her... Man, if we were her um of the Sleezes, we'd be like, girl, I love you, but, but we going on... We gonna
0: Right. We gonna keto. we're gonna we're gonna get on that vegetarian we, diet. We're gonna eat
1: keto. We probably walk around at the same we're, walk around week.
0: One day keto, one day vegetarian, one day meat eater.
1: Yeah. And then we'll that rotate that yeah. for seven days. And in one a day row. fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get her down
0: there. We'll get her down to one thirty
1: five. And then she's wearing a belt. But one thirty five? She's dangerous. No, I think I mean, it's a harder
0: too, I think it's a harder care. place to the belt at thirty five, where at forty five she's a contender right now. 45, and she's, yeah. she's. I mean, this fight, and she's a contender for, who even has a belt at 45?
1: Amanda GDR? Nunes. Amanda Nunes. Amanda,
0: yeah, true, true. So either way with Spencer here in this fight, she actually has some uh, taekwondo, grew up taekwondo and it out, grew up doing jiu-jitsu. She's a Canadian, but here, raised in Florida as of, like, 10 years old. She's a tutor on the side online. She's fighting with Perry and all of those guys, Jacare Souza training with all that camp few ladies in there the Platinum Princess you know she rolling around with the Platinum Princess Platinum so.
1: Princess had her first fight or her first uh, roll, and I saw my Perry talking shit about it like she probably gonna lose
0: <laughs> she's a, <she's> a white mountain <laughs> he's so. like
1: yeah she fighting
0: <laughs> she it tried to stay so in shape he
1: shaved his beard he's a handsome handsome even with that nose I don't know I think everybody google it Handsome. I know we all, I mean, we all know he's not ugly. But without the beard, very handsome dude. And I'm, I don't mind beards.
0: So, here, Spencer with that taekwondo. She's known to throw up that left kick multiple times. Showed her toughness against Cyborg. Came in upsetting as a big underdog against uh, Anderson there. But Farn has proven that striking-wise, she's slow. She throws with a little bit of power on the regional scene, being 6-3. and three. Out of France, where it was illegal forever, she was more of a kickboxer. But such gaping holes on the ground does Farn have. And not in the good way. <laughs> and definitely, <laughs> Spencer can exploit all of those holes easily. Everybody has a submission round number one. Lynchpin of the night, Felicia Spencer. Yes. Absolutely.
1: One judo hip toss and a quick submission.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Can round we number do it one.
1: under two minutes?
0: Under... Easily under five.
1: Under five.
0: Two and a, It's two and a half to make that profit is what you're thinking of. Yeah. Too- Minus 800. Huge favorite. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah, if Megan three. Anderson finishes, yeah. Woo! Then we go to the main event at 125 pounds for the belt.
1: This shouldn't be a main event.
0: What? Just-
1: this is for the belt. I know. They can dress it up. This is for the belt. I know. They can dress it up all they want. We just shouldn't. It should be a co-main and then there should be something else meaty on it.
0: The lack of respect appalls me right now. <laughs> this is so worth the belt. Absolutely. I love it. I hate that it was vacated by the Triple C in there. But Joseph Benavidez, Davison Figueiredo is a smoke show of a fight. This is definitely a great one. Probably the last time Joseph Benavidez, Joseph Benavidez gets a chance for that belt with a long-studded career that he's had fighting since the WEC days. 35 years old, against the up-and-coming prospect, 17-1, and only losing once in the UFC. It's a killer fight.
1: I honestly think it should have been a belt. Joey, this should be his first defense. It should have been for the belt against Formiga if we want to... Gra- like, if we want to cut apart this division and All what right. should have happened, it should have been for the belt against Formiga, and then this should be Joey B's first. Because there was no difference. Uh, he could have vacated that belt before. It would have True. And nothing against Davisi, and I think he's fucking awesome, but, you know, not what? It's been 11 months, and he has a loss to jo- Ju- Juca Formiga in 11 months going for it. I, it's just, Okay. Joey B, I'm all for this. He's deserved this. He's gotten skipped over for this. Right. Whatever it takes. It just makes me I'm um, I think it's a nerve wracking fight for Joey B. It just that's it. A little nerve a tiny bit nerve wracking, and I felt like the Formiga, he should have been a champ even if he walked away. Not the champ at this one.
0: Figueredo or Formiga, who are you talking about? Uh figure Figueredo?
1: Yeah, but okay. Figueredo fought for Amiga and lost, and lost in a decision. And then Benavidez, I just think the last fight. Anyway, whatever. I said my piece.
0: So, on. Divisi and Figueredo comes in with those heavy uppercuts, but really starting to show his takedown defense, has a nasty guillotine, is a black belt out of Majo Brothers there. But... Um, showing that his guillotine is super tight against Tim Elliott, who I had as an underdog. Boy, did that not work out in there. Pantoja, I also picked against Figueredo. I also ended up picking Formiga, which I had, right? So, hey, I am three and four as far as Figueredo fights. Not doing the best.
1: You're probably 100% on Joey B.
0: Uh, pretty dang close. I do feel like I got that Sergio Pettis fight wrong, but that was a controversial split decision that Sergio Pettis did not win. Absolutely, but... That's we're gonna get there with Figueroa. Those uppercuts. What we've seen is actually his takedown defense finally get on par in these last two fights because that's what Formiga did to him. He outgrappled him, didn't let him up. Um, Tim Elliott did get the takedown, but it was a guillotine, so he would have lost the points.
1: One in fight rate.
0: Oh, you've been really
1: one Devician fight, right? No wonder I'm like the second I saw him, I'm like bitter. I don't even know why this emotion he exists. He keeps
0: winning. He just keeps winning. Um, only lost one ever. So
1: yeah, I know I do it. I got I picked him last fight, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And then every other one wrong. Um, I picked Devician two fights ago, and I got that one wrong. So, that must have
0: been the one that the for for, one. Correct. <clears throat> so, either way, though, this big puncher probably has the biggest power at 145. Probably. It's been proven time and time again. Against Pantoja, he really weakened him multiple times. That chin was put on test uh, dramatically, and so was uh, freaking Tim Elliott. He did the, the freaking thriller there for a split second. Out on his feet, came back two on the ground. So, uh, the VC just shows that he has tons of power. And we have seen Joey Benavidez finished... By DJ, the best fighter of all time, but that's it is just a bit worrisome because DJ never really knocked out too many people. He really did a, his best work on the ground, some missions, and would knock him out. Not he knock him out like Joey B was. Joey B was dead in there. But if Joey B doesn't even get the belt in this, he still won in life. He still got that little Megan O'Leavy. Hey, he's got taken care of him. Oh, leave me alone. (laughs) So she has said that she can't watch the fights. She definitely just sits in the back and. You know what? I I actually
1: just had a thought when you said when he got finished in there. I just had a I like I was in her shoes for a minute, and it made me like everybody looking at me at that moment. So being backstage, like him getting knocked out, and everybody being like. And media and like oh I don't know. is he awake is he awake yeah, like, oh. Ooh,
0: is he exactly so super scary in there so with benavidez though well-rounded everywhere used to be alpha male definitely trains with um tj at elevation bounces around has now done his own thing and kind of bounces around so he hasn't been at alpha male for a while but those are his credentials so he's gonna have an overhand right hell of a scrambler Cardio, for days, I mean, we are in the 80 to 90 percentile right with Joey Benavidez, and that's because he constantly wins nonstop. Other than that potential uh, puncher's chance, which we just saw Wilder versus uh, Fury, where you're like, oh, the better MMA fighter is Benavidez, but yeah, the one-punch power is Figueredo here, especially with that walking uppercut he does. Ugh.
1: But he's so good and well-rounded, too. I agree.
0: It's I feel like this is absolutely the right spot, that this should be for the belt. I feel like if it was on a pay-per-view, it'd be on a three-belt pay-per-view, and it'd be the first one of three. <laughs> but it wouldn't be a headlining pay-per-view. You are right in that. But for a ESPN+, Plus, easily a main event. So there's my gripes with it. Give me Joseph Benavidez' decision. I could even see myself putting this into a submission. Um, later into that fourth or fifth, but I like the decision right now. I just feel like he out-game plans him, and once that cardio starts to fade in that fifth round that Benavidez has been to multiple times, I don't necessarily see Figueredo lasting, but he's got to get out of those first couple rounds, and they're going to be hard. Yeah, can
1: see him the same way you're talking about um, going in for a takedown. Figueredo is so strong. Snatches. Yes, and the the way that Joey B goes in for takedown specifically, it just, this is a nerve-wracking fight for Joey, and it's one of those weird MMA trifectas where this guy beats this guy, but this guy beats this guy, and that guy beats that guy. <laughs> it's like, right? just that's where it's like MMA math doesn't work. Um, I would have liked it better just because I thought Formiga was on a ba- mad tear and I would have been really excited for him to get a shot at the belt and it would have been awesome if that was back then. And probably the position of the card would have made me happier. It was probably like the second fight to the end. I just think there should be even that you could put a belt on it i just and it's joey b legend Devician, hot fire even though he's not a real young guy we're watching him get better and better and better in there i even like think his takedown defense has gotten so much better i think he has the more power he obviously doesn't have the cardio um he is a lot more active he's been in there three times in the last 11 months so this being his fourth time in under a year that makes me kind of nervous for joey b i i I keep waiting for Joey B, like, the game to kind of pass him by. And in this division, I've always been worried about his age. Like, one day we're just going to really see that he is almost 36 years old. And Figueredo's so fast. And he's just been up against the right wrestlers in between, even going to decision with Formiga. It's a nerve-wracking fight. The Pantoja, that is nowhere even on the... Thing. that's just it's, a register, right? it's not even on the register of people that would be in the talks Agreed. Tim Elliott we like to think he was at one point but he's such a head case Correct. Uh, I also would have never predicted a submission by Tim Elliott because of the kind of takedowns he goes for that exact kind of submission is what makes me nervous about Joey Benavidez it's such a crazy thing to say like I want to pick Figueredo like submission round three to round two I think he can get Joey Benavidez's timing and how he does that alpha male like strike strike go for the takedown and he goes for the you know like high waist single, or leg. single leg like it just something if Figueredo can time it and I think he can I think he submits him my head says Benavidez decision right but something about all the tangibles in this I think the better money is Figueredo submission before round four Fuck, I hate that this is on my fight pick championship. Agreed.
0: I totally agree with that statement. I'm a thousand on board with that. This is such a dirty fight pick card main event.
1: I even see Benavidez submission, but that if, if Benavidez gets the submission, it's going to be end of round four, round five. This this fight could be anywhere. Right now, I'm going to go Benavidez decision. I, I And I don't feel great about it.
0: Agreed. I don't feel great about it as well. I'm going to be playing both sides of this. It is a five-rounder. We could see a lot of scrambles. But I do think that Joey B is a slight favorite, so he'll probably be a little more expensive when it comes to DraftKings whenever those lines ever come out. But I feel like the actual uh, big shot play would be Figueredo because if he gets a finish, I see him be doing it quick, fast, and in a hurry, like round one type but of stuff. It,
1: everything is a story, and I I, I believe in, like, Symmetry and symbolism and everything like the ether and all this stuff winding together Things would just not be right if Joey B. Didn't walk away with being a champion in my It already feels like he is and like he should have been for me. So Yeah, Joey B's a champion. He's the champion of the 125 and he should have gotten a shot a while ago to prove it Ever all the whole skill sets there check 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 I'd like to see him become champion and do something that nobody does. Retire as champion with the belt. Other so than GSP, you, I agree. Yeah, so I just, I just think Agreed. he has other stuff to go do, and I just, he doesn't need to let his legacy get destroyed. I know what he needs
0: to go do. Megan
1: O'Leavy. Get that girl pretty. <laughs> yeah, get pretty. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about that. I'm excited to break down UFC. What will it be? 250 or 249 or 248? Two, Where are Plus we? Plus
0: 27, because it's the SPLE. Oh, that's this oh, week. I'll one. Oh, the one after about Wednesday. Oh, talk about those other ones? Oh, son of a gun. <laughs> and who cares?
1: Adesanya, Yoel, will be back Wednesday. And as always, thanks for listening. Let me.